0: Like to talk and read all things books and mystery. Funny stories. The characters of youth always tend to be a sleuth. The hardy boys will do. Don't forget Nancy Drew. It's a clue. Hello, sleuths. I'm Karen.
1: And I'm Kelly. Welcome to It's a Clue, a faux crime comedy podcast for ice skaters that dabble in stock fraud. Mm. Today we are discussing the mystery at the ski jump, and y'all are in for some real frosty treats. (laughs) Here is a thought for us to ponder, Karen. Are you ready? I was born ready. Okay, I lied. It's not really a thought to ponder. It's actually more of like a story time today. (gasps) So one of the things we're going to be discussing, because I think it was probably one of both of our favorite parts, Nancy has to do like an impromptu 5678 hit it doubles ice skating performance in front of a live audience to try to trick the bad guys
0: oh my gosh i have so much to say about this
1: (laughs) yes i like uh it's not secondhand embarrassment it's like secondhand anxiety reading this yes um so my question for you is have you ever had to do anything like this and defend your answer. Like, I would like a story about when you save the day with theater.
0: I <laughs> I have had to do this, actually. With no preparation. You have? Yes. Oh, I really took a gamble there. I, okay. I have had to do this. I am so glad you asked. Not ice skating. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I,
1: I'll tell you about an ice skating story later in which I did not save the day, in which a pair of
0: pants was sacrificed. But oh. go on. I, oh yeah! I, I wish I could ice skate. It is not a talent that I have, but in my next life, I will be Aksana Bayul. Um, anyhow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> she was wow. We are so dating ourselves right there. Very popular in the early nineties. She was um, uh. okay. So when I was a professional actor, I worked at a theater company, and we were doing a run of The Woman in Black which is yes familiar a phenomenal mm-hmm. show love it it's scary mm-hmm. my very dear friend Kathy was playing The Woman in Black mm-hmm it was my night off because I was not in The Woman in Black I had nothing to do with it I had seen it one time two months mm-hmm. before that that was all that was all I knew about this show you were just like a proud supporter of yes I, I was in the other two shows that summer, not this one. So one night I'm at home in my little studio apartment doing whatever I did. Probably, but I don't even know if I had Netflix then. <laughs> eating, eating one eighth of a Snickers bar <laughs> because yes. that's all you could afford. Was very poor. <laughs> Reading a library book that was 18 months overdue. Um, and I get a phone call and it's from the stage manager of the show. And they're like, you need to get to the theater now. And I'm like, but Ben, why? <laughs> and he said, Well, Kathy is in an ambulance on her way to the emergency room, and oh, you no. are the same size as Kathy. You are going to be the woman in the black with the woman in black for the next two shows today. <laughs>
1: First of all, may I just say, that's what every professional actor wants to hear. Like, you fit the costume, so come on in.
0: Yep, yep. Well, so the woman in black, this role does not have any lines, which... Okay, well, that helps. Yes. She is a ghastly apparition, but she is <laughs> on stage and off stage like a million times during the show. So popping out of trap doors, um, it, there's like a track that this character runs to like come down from the ceiling and pop out over here mm. and pop up from the floor I had to pop up in the back of the audience behind the last row of seats and scream at the top of my lungs at a certain moment.
1: Oh, my gosh, Karen, that's horrifying. Yeah,
0: so I had never done this. I had never seen the script. I had seen the show once, months before. I retained none of it. And they were like, you go on in about 90 minutes, so you should come over here and start getting (laughs) in costume.
1: Other than fitting into the costume.
0: It was pretty pretty (laughs) much... The most anxious I've ever been in my life. And this sweet little sure. a- assistant stage manager was like, Listen, we're going to get through this, Karen. And I I have the track memorized because I did this with Kathy. I'm just going to put run you in front of you. I'm going to put you where you're supposed to be and then just say, Go. And then you're going to, and I'll whisper to you what you're supposed to do. And then you're just going to pop out and do it. And then I'll run you to the next place that you're going to pop okay. out. And Bless his heart. His name was Etai. He did it. He got me through it. He was like, okay, go behind this row of chairs. And when I pull on the back of your dress, just scream as loud as you can. And I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, yep, let's go. Time to go. And uh, I ended up doing the show for the rest of the run. But basically, Kathy stepped off of a riser wrong and broke her ankle on stage and had to go to the emergency room. And then I became the woman in black and... It was not Uh, my my jaw is on my chest right now. It was it was. How have I never heard the story? I don't know. I don't know. Probably because I still wake up in a cold sweat remembering (laughs) the day that happened. I this is not the right takeaway. But my my
1: main takeaway right now is is it more or less scary if the ghastly apparition
0: breaks an ankle on stage? Ooh. Well, that was the thing though, too, cuz this show is actually legit kind of scary. Sure. And we were like, oh, it's haunted. We've we've made right. a haunted play. Ooh. Anyway, shout well, out to Kathy and Etai. Shout Itai. out to
1: Etai. <laughs> that's uh that's doing the thing.
0: Yeah. I have I a, almost had to go
1: go ahead, sorry.
0: I have a photo of me that night, in the costume with the creepy stage makeup on, I will send it to you, and we can post it on our. How about Instagram. you post it on I the show. IG? Also, in the picture, I am backstage reading the Anne Rice book, The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. <laughs>
1: wow, you're just straight up reading your erotica right out in public.
0: Yeah, it was all I could. It was all I could do to keep my mind off of those were those were pre Kindle days. Yes.
1: yes, we're a more civilized society now. <laughs> 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 okay, we i send our have... erotica straight to our Kindles, like like civilians. Exactly. No yeah. one can see the cover and know our mm-hmm. shame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I almost had to go on stage one night when I was on tour.
0: <gasps> really?
1: Yeah, it was going to be bad. Um, there was a. So I, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was on tour with, as a stage manager, to be clear, not as an actor. I was on tour with Little House on the Prairie, the musical. Ah, oh, yes. And, starring uh, Melissa Gilbert. Yes. And Wheat. That was the other star of the show. There was so much wheat as a prop in that show. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I was like everywhere.
0: Is Wheat a celebrity I've never heard of?
1: <laughs> it It is in that show. They were like, and take your bow. <laughs> so one, like... If you've seen the show or read the books or whatever, you know that the oldest sister, Mary, goes blind and she goes off to, like, a blind school. Well, there's this one part where (laughs) she's at blind school and she's interacting with this blind friend of hers. And the way they are staged to come on and off stage is, like, holding the wall, basically. Um, Anyway, there were, like, nine people out of the show that night. And one of them was the friend and i got asked like do you think you'll fit into so and so's costumes and i was like to what end Wh- like why do you ask why <laughs> why no i i am backstage people you know like <laughs> i i picked my career intentionally yes i did not choose um, this life and, uh, no uh the the saving grace was that my second thought was no i won't fit in that size 2 actresses beautiful frock like (laughs) no i'm in black sweatpants leave me alone like no i'm not gonna do that but it it came very close to when they were just gonna i think throw a tablecloth with a hole in the top cut out um (laughs) and send me on stage Uh, oh i wish i wish
0: you had i wish you had done it
1: i don't i don't it makes me a little cringy right now so but I was supportive of whoever did go on. So that's how I saved the day by not going on and supporting those who did. Bless their heart. Yeah. <laughs> that was I was not expecting such a great answer to that question.
0: I I love your answer. I didn't know that story either. And like the She's horror good. of what Nancy does in this book, mm. like we will discuss yeah. it, but I legit lost a little bit of sleep over it last night. It is a theater nightmare. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a it's a real fear for sure. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Karen, yes, we have not spoken to one another since pre-Christmas.
0: No, I know we took a little vacay. We did. I was
1: I was tired, like was just too. in general. I needed needed to not needed the hibernate necessarily, but yeah, we had to rest. I I didn't kind of venture past, like you know, a five foot radius around my couch for several days so as to I'm, be I'm, i've only expected. marginally expanded that perimeter since then. i was like, just I'm gonna not, say I'm, not, I'm
0: like i still am <laughs> <laughs> not leaving the I'm, house so.
1: <laughs> i'm not fully back out into society yet <laughs> because i'm committed i am committed wholeheartedly to only wearing yoga pants so oh, yeah i'm limited to places that i can go without being kicked out
0: while wearing yoga pants so absolutely i only wear listeners kelly got me a pair of fleece lined leggings Mm, from target
1: mm, 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 mm. for the holidays
0: and i i am as well i am i Mm -hmm. now own them in three colors and that's me too my life now (laughs) that's a lie i own them in four yep
1: Mm -hmm. Well, well it's yeah anyway so uh man we just i just kind of like daydreamed right back to yoga pants on the couch for two weeks um so, how was your how was your Christmas? I
0: got to see you for a little bit of it, but... It was the best because I hung out with you, and I... Okay, I have one thing I would like to share with mm. our listeners. Y'all, Kelly got me the greatest Christmas gift... It's true, I did. ...of all time. <laughs> it's true. Kelly got me a Create Your Own American Girl doll that looks <laughs> exactly like me. <laughs>
1: looks exactly like her you guys. It she looks exactly has like her. Short
0: dark hair in a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. She has a red plaid flannel shirt on. Mm-hmm. Combat boots, little ripped black Porn leggings. She has a backpack that is like the checkerboard Vans logo mm-hmm. and a gray slouchy beanie as well as black nerdy glasses and mm-hmm. oh and in her backpack she has a Nintendo Switch and show tickets.
1: <laughs> it's true. This American girl doll looks like somebody who knows that cold play is an emo.
0: (laughs) She is keenly aware. Also, I don't think I've told you this yet, but I have shown oh, her name is KJ for Karen Jr. (laughs) And I have shown her to all of my coworkers at work. Uh I work remotely. Do they agree it's she's your mini me? Yes, everyone has laughed very hard and there have been several times where I will sit her on my desk when I'm logging into a Zoom call and then log in and it's just like kj is me and it i've done it like five times and it's that's gotten so a funny good laugh every time
1: <laughs> that's fantastic that is fantastic stuff yeah. i'm here for it so if i ever well, need I'm to... glad you like your christmas present
0: i love it how was how was your christmas did you have happy holidays it's great it was great i so i
1: also got a toy for christmas not okay. that kj's not people but like generally we'll put her in the toy category (laughs) I I also got a toy for Christmas that I had been wanting for like at least a year now and I asked Santa for it and he came through
0: I Um, am so glad that Santa brought you this because I wanted you to have this for a very long time
1: on the struggle bus if I didn't get this like I was gonna just like chip out some money from my four-o-wonk and get it myself
0: here did you say you're four-o-wonk
1: yeah (laughs) Is that not how you say it, Karen? I'm not a finance. Partner.
0: It it is now. It's <laughs> how I say it <laughs> now. Month.
1: Um, yeah, I got the Home Alone Lego set. Mm. So, like, Karen, you know this, but Home Alone is actually like one of my top three favorite movies of all time. Like, not Christmas, like movies period of all time. I love that movie. I know. And so when they came out with this Home Alone Lego kit, I was like, must have. And It's pretty much together now. I've got a couple of, like, little things to do on it still. But I will just say it has a mechanism where you can push Kevin on his sled down the stairs. Um, You can pull a lever and the shelves in Buzz's bedroom collapse. Um, And you can drop the iron through onto the, the, the thief's face into the basement
0: my favorite part that I saw when you received this gift was that the like yes. tree house with the mm, with the zip line the zip mm-hmm. line is mm-hmm. a thing and that's it pretty is. that's pretty dope it's
1: it's pretty great so toys for the win all about the toys um and continuing my like modeling adventures you got me an amazing gift last year which frankly I have been too afraid to do out of fear of messing it up but I started it kind of when I got the Legos done because I was into it and it's this um it's a miniature bookstore yes. or like little study kit and yeah. this is actually like wood pieces and fabric and stuff and you like build all these little parts and pieces to go in this little miniature and it's so fun I'm like, so glad oh, I enjoy doing little stuff like this so yeah thanks toys are the best
0: it's, happy it's Christmas dad says about building models don't let anything stop you except for fear or lack of ability. <laughs> yes. Good advice. I words words to live by.
1: <laughs> uh, well, we should we should post pictures of our activities and maybe you all can tell us if you got anything fun for the holidays. If you celebrate and if not, what you're just going to go by for yourself because you're awesome and you can. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. Treat yourself. 10 out of 10. Um, Kelly. Yes. Are your vocal cords warmed up? Are you ready for our next I'm segment? Ready. I'm ready. Hit me. It's time for Recommendation Station. Woo woo! <laughs> did I do good? You did so good. I'm glad Thank that you, you so remembered much. the sound after our month off. <laughs> I,
1: it was. I, I, it startled me. I was like, what do I do? Oh, yeah. I make the noise. Like Kelly, a choo-choo train.
0: Kelly Bird, do you have a recommendation for the station?
1: I do. I don't because, I listen,
0: I'm trying
1: to curate my content for our listener base, and I have not read or watched anything that I think would necessarily fall into the genre of our base. So I'm going to say no, comma, but I'm getting ready to start a book that I think is going to be right up everybody's alley, and if it is, I will tell you about it next time. What a dangled carrot. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love a dangled carrot. I, I do.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. And a participle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a recommendation. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. I watched something on Netflix this weekend. It is so good. Did it you is- just add an H to weekend? I did. Oh, we're just weekend. adding H's wherever we want to these days, aren't we? Willy nilly. <laughs> Willy nilly. This movie is a documentary. It just came Ooh. out. Kelly, All right. it is so good. It is called The Pez Outlaw.
1: Oh, I actually have not heard of this. What's it about? It is about a Pez
0: Outlaw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Pez like the candy coming out of like Miss Piggy's
0: throat? Yes. And so this is about... The wild and wacky world of people who collected Pez dispensers, which in and of itself was mind-blowing. Okay. The scope of this hobby, whatever, I had had no idea. The cost of some of these things that were like, this is a one-off, and this was like a rare one, or this is like a defective one. People are paying like $12,000 for some of these things. I'm sorry. 12,000? Yeah, dude. Also, this documentary specifically focuses on one gentleman who is from the state of Michigan. And he (laughs) became, like, the face of – he was, like, basically an international Pez runner from distribution facilities that were in, like, Russia – and figured out a way to like smuggle back like rare pez dispenser like it is oh my god bonkers he was like a pez mule he well to his own benefit he wasn't muling oh, for others he was He was
1: muleing for himself i yeah. get it.
0: okay and he is just what such, a weird thing to smuggle i know but it wow he did very well for himself and he's also just like a very charming lovable character. He's an, a very old man now. His wife is in the documentary. They live in a horse farm. It well, I loved it. Highly recommend.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm going to check this out. Thank you for I honestly hadn't heard of it. So, oh my gosh. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. The Paz Outlaw. I've,
1: I've I've added it to my queue as it
0: were. You're as do, I thought it was. Do you
1: still have a Netflix queue or is that like an old Outdated Netflix term from back when we ordered DVDs.
0: I don't know, but I'm a hundred percent sure that when I was a, a youth, I thought it was pronounced kway <laughs> Say say again, kway quayi." Kway. <laughs> and, and it's and it's not. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Um. Well, Karen, I I scrolled ahead. I just <gasps> want to tell you, and I know that you have. Done some substantial research on this book, and I would love for you to tell us about it. Substantial may be a generous term, but. You've done several bullet points worth of research, I, I love did to hear about it.
0: I found some interesting scoop on this book, which thrilled me because. Because sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> scoop. <laughs> so this book, Kelly, is our 29th Nancy Drew book.
1: Holy cow. Seriously. If, if you can believe it. I can't believe it. It
0: was first published in 1952.
1: I can believe that
0: the ghostwriter was named Alma Sass, S A S S E. And Kelly... can we
1: can we pretend like it's sassy? Alma sassy S A S S Y. Sometimes E's get pronounced E.
0: True, true. And you know what? I so I always I try to do this every episode find information about the ghostwriter almost never works out not so this week kelly i found an entire biography of alma sass okay e e yes she was incredible Ooh, do tell this woman was an actual suffragette in the early 1900s she was in protests she traveled all over the country giving suffragette speeches, fighting for the right for women to vote, and she was directly involved in Michigan, the state in which I live, passing laws that allowed women to vote. So thank you so much, Alba, from I one Michigander to, to, to be another. Clear, <laughs> for white women to vote. Very important to note. Thank you. An asterisk. She also then published a book after the 20th Amendment was passed that was a guide for female voters. Okay. And then I'm I'm giving a little bit of liberty here. I'm, I'm taking creative license here. But then, you know, she was like, I wrote this book. I could write other books. She wrote two of her own books before ghostwriting this Nancy Drew book. She wrote a book called The Mystery of the Chinese Box and then Terry Carvel's Theater Caravan. Ooh, that sounds right up our aisle. I know. So we should probably find them and read them if we We can. We should.
1: I like something called a
0: theater caravan. Yeah. But, like, how cool is that? It's very cool. In addition to ghostwriting Nancy Drew books, was, like, out on... Yeah, she was in it. She was in the scene. She was in it. That's very cool. Hey, good work. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, okay, so that's the, like scholarly portion. Now let's move on to the fun part. The one sentence plot contest hosted on our Instagram account.
1: Yes. So to tee this up, if you have not seen the cover, if you have not read the book, uh, the, here, I'm going to tell you what the cover looks like. Nancy Drew is superimposed onto a ski slope. A giant hand emerges from a Christmas tree toward Nancy's face, implying that she's about to get sleuthnapped behind her a shadow not behind her is it behind her? Kind yeah of. kind of behind her down the slope a little bit she's look she's like investigating this person so behind her this shadowy figure is messing around with a huge snowman
0: yeah it's like three times as tall as the person. yeah
1: it's it's like a not a normal size snowman and like it looks like they're trying to put something in it or take something out of it who knows um nancy's wearing like super cute little neon green gloves and matching air muffs and she's like she's like ready for action like you know, she's, like, looks like she's, like, pumping her arms, getting ready to take off in pursuit or something. She's going to,
0: like, chop somebody. Her hand is in, like, the chop
1: motion. Yeah. Correct. So, we have a winner and a runner-up, I believe. Because the, <laughs> we got a lot this week. We did. We did. And they were – every single one of them was good. It was very <laughs> hard to pick. So, my pick is from Honey and Hot Tea, which – love the handle um, – Who says, Nancy Drew prepares for fisticuffs with Frosty the Snowman whilst being pursued by her prickliest foe, a man dressed as a Christmas tree. (laughs) Which, Karen, when I read that, the first thing that crossed my mind was your voice saying, a Christmas tree suit. A
0: Christmas suit. And
1: (laughs) I started laughing so hard. Like, perfect. So I can just imagine something that would happen in a Nancy Drew book. Somebody, you know walks around dressed like a christmas tree oh, and just absolutely like, pauses in corners to not d- attract attention so I-,
0: I loved this one too because it drew my attention to the fact that the hand was emerging from a christmas tree like i hadn't actually exactly. noticed that before and i was like this makes perfect sense
1: yeah, no it's actually the only thing that makes sense
0: <laughs> um, uh, okay. but i believe you selected a runner-up no i we oui. i did we oui. très bien i chose the submission from nancy Wright's 66 who wrote, a rash of earmuff thefts leads Nancy to fisticuffs with a giant snowman only to discover the real culprit is Thing from the Addams Family. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I I
1: saw that one and I was like, yep. Like, I knew we were going to have an Addams Family reference.
0: It was only appropriate. The disembodied um, hand floating across the cover. <laughs> exactly.
1: Also, we selected, like, double fisticuffs.
0: <gasps> It's one of my favorite words. You're we both right. Picked one with fisticuffs in it. Both submissions mm. used fisticuffs, which yep. you don't usually hear once per day. And now, listeners, you've heard it twice today. <laughs> I don't think I've heard fisticuffs in a goodly
1: many moons, Karen. Wow. I know. You're Not today. <laughs> uh, so, without further ado, Karen, it's time for today's super
0: fast plot overview beautiful and i will say i wrote it this from scratch today so girl also this book was really confusing and spoiler alert it's bad so not not the book my plot overview is bad <laughs> It was like damn if you would like to fast forward through the next three minutes of this podcast i will not be offended <laughs> i will be Oh, okay. okay. Thank, I'm just kidding. Thanks for sticking up for me. <clears throat> I'm ready. I think it's
1: going to be great. Okay. five, six, seven, eight. Uptown Girl. Hit it.
0: Nancy learns that a woman named Mrs. Channing has been gallivanting around River Heights, selling designer mink coats for rock bottom prices, in addition to stock certificates for something called the Forest Fur Company. Not only that, several of Mrs. Channing's customers have also reported missing jewelry in their homes. One of the victims includes Hannah Gruen herself, and Nancy will not stand for this. Carson and his resources confirm that there is no such thing as a forest fur company. Using a phony dividend check that Hannah receives as a clue, Nancy and the clue crew go sleuthing in New York City. We learn that Mrs. Channing is in cahoots with her husband and his comrade, a man named Lake Dunstan. For some reason, Mrs. Channing is also a famous ice skater named Mitzi, which Nancy learns when she sees an ice skating competition on the telly. Nancy happens to become besties with a well-known ski instructor and pairs ice skating champion named Chuck, who takes her to lots of events, one of which Nancy ends up randomly ice skating in because Mitzi is using Nancy's name in the ice skating world. I know, it's very confusing. Oh, the Clue Crew also becomes friends with a seasoned trapper and snow navigator named John Wells, because he's related to some financial woes that Chuck, the ski instructor, is having. John Wells accompanies the Clue Crew to the Adirondacks, where they think they might be able to catch the bad guys red-handed in stealing mink furs to resell to the unsuspecting folk of River Heights. Long story short, Nancy does, in fact, catch the bad guys in the act, but they kidnap her and throw her in a padlocked shed where she almost dies of hypothermia. John Wells remembers the shed, though, and with Ned Nickerson and the Emerson football team in tow, he breaks down the shed and saves Nancy with not a moment to spare. The cops catch the bad guys who won't confess, but Nancy finds their loot hidden in the bottom of the world's largest snowman. With this incontrovertible evidence now out in the light of day, Mitzi and her posse are thrown into the brig. As her reward, Nancy receives an invite to a snow sporting gala, several mink pelts, and a diamond brooch shaped like an arrow. For some reason, Ned gets the gift of a taxidermied deer head. The end.
1: Karen, I don't know what you're talking about. That could not have been more perfect, actually. Is that what happened,
0: though? (laughs)
1: Kind of, yes that 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 is that is more or less what happened, yes, I painted with
0: a... with broad strokes, but well,
1: th- th- thank you for doing so <laughs> because otherwise that super fast plot overview was gonna be not so fast uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, I yeah. I can tell you have some things to say about this book, so would you like to share your general thoughts and musings, I mean, yeah, but. You go first. Oh, oh. God. I'm still collecting my thoughts.
1: I want to hear what you have. I want to hear what you thought first before I go.
0: You know, it's, it's hard to say. <laughs> I think <clears throat> in summary, I would say that I enjoyed question mark this book. Um, it was kind of hilarious in a way that not all of these books tend to be it it wasn't okay listen it wasn't my all-time favorite but there were some things that were good about it
1: (laughs) however that's that's fair I'm not gonna judge you you can say your feelings that was like the most
0: passive review ever. (laughs) like I don't want to be mean but I also don't want to be nice
1: (laughs) I mean it's remarkably similar to my thoughts so keep going
0: um I do okay I must say they actually for the first time ever used our catchphrase in this book
1: yes karen say more yes
0: nancy gets kidnapped she gets thrown in a cabin and left for dead they Mm -hmm. lock her up and throw a padlock on the door in the negative a million degree weather and the bad guys as they're walking away laughing yell back happy sleuthing Which, if you've ever listened to the end of our podcast, is how every episode ends. <laughs> Which,
1: if you've made it that far,
0: congratulations you're a saint. We <laughs> we
1: we we thank you for your patronage. But um, yes, I I saw that, clocked it, thought it was hilarious. Happy, particularly soothing.
0: because it was said with in full sarcasm. Yes, I. Anyway, so yeah, perfect. that was a the highlight. Perfect moment. <laughs> yes, chef's kiss. Okay, t- spill it. How do you feel about this?
1: So I'm trying not to be negative. (laughs) Happy New Um... Year. It's 2023. (laughs) So listen, it, I did not like it. Comma. I, I, there were parts that I liked. I mean, there were definitely parts that I liked. I just, I, I, you know, as much as I want to be a fan of Mrs. Sassy, I'm not sure I'm a fan of her writing style. That's okay. I think, I think she's I think more of a nonfiction writer. I mean, this did feel kind of like reading... I don't know what I would imagine, you know, a, a, a nonfiction f- account of, like, you know, the rocks of the Oregon Trail to feel like. <laughs> I mean, I just... i <clears throat> the, the one thing that kept coming to my mind is how did we manage to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory with this one? Like we had everything going for us, you know, we had, we had like an international mystery with like competing boyfriends and aunt Eloise, a trip to New York, a trip to Canada, a trip to the Adirondacks, a lumberjack, a lumberjack and trapper. Um, Nancy gets kidnapped a couple times. um, And other things. I mean, but, but like, I just, I felt like I was watching paint dry, and that's not what you
0: want to feel. I felt like it was a fever dream. I felt the opposite. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I also that.
1: I was bored. You were overstimulated. <laughs> like, all of it felt very unlikely. Um, I'm kind of questioning Carson's, fathering ability at this point but he was um not at his best he was (laughs) he was kind of off his game for sure um i'm like what did you accomplish before nancy came to quote-unquote help you with your case not nothing from what i can tell so um anyway there were just like a lot of characters it was kind of confusing the the whole overlapping plot with chuck as much as i enjoyed chuck and that it didn't whole matter. subplot, like it didn't matter. No. It didn't need to be there at all. Um, I did like Aunt Eloise that has a cabin. I did love this whole, like, Mitzi's a figure skater situation. Love a figure um, skater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I wanted it to be better. Like, the cover had me, like, salivating for my favorite Nancy Drew book of all time. I was I like, really it's, ha- it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I felt the same. Yeah. I saw those anyway. green earmuffs, and I was like, we're in mm-hmm. for a treat, and we were in for Also, something.
1: speaking of the earmuffs, Karen, yes, um, ma'am. I made reference to this in the Instagram reel for the super fast, no, the one-sentence plot request. Yes. But do you remember Freaky Freezy Gloves? I didn't until you posted that. Oh, my gosh. Like... I looked at this cover and looked at those gloves and had an instant, like, childhood flashback. I haven't thought about those gloves since the 80s, right? You should
0: you should describe them for our listeners that are not elderly, like us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> offense. Um,
1: <laughs> seeing as I'm older than you. Barely. Offense.
0: You're a whisper older than me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um okay so freaky freezies they looked exactly like this like they were like thick and they had like they were crunchy right like they mm-hmm. had like a plastic overcoat to them and they had the little like flange down at the wrist the little flange <laughs> ruffle at the wrist that's that's <clears throat> right <laughs> are you okay a flange <laughs> what, oh. what 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 should i call it
0: um, did you mean like the the velcro strap
1: no, like it has like a little ruffle around the
0: wrist. Oh, the snow-deferring like ruffle that you can correct. tuck into your snowsuit to That's prevent. exactly right. A, a snow wrist that pops out immediately, but e- your mom will stick it back up in there
1: forty-five times while you're trying to play. So anyway, with, with snow, um, <laughs> yeah. correct, correct, full of snow. <laughs> so now there's just snow up your suit. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, freaky freezes when they got cold enough. Which was pretty much any time you had to wear them. Once you got in the out of doors and they got cold, like, a an alternate image would appear on the, yes! back, of the, on the back of the glove.
0: Yes, um, it would. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think mine were, like, white and purple. And I'm pretty sure there was a rainbow
0: on them. You which, had the rainbow. Yes, you had a rainbow. Yeah. I distinctly And I don't it. know what yours were, but I know you had a pair. Mine were blue and white. And I... I don't distinctly remember, but Did I, they have clouds on them. Cloud, I thought like clouds I was going to say clouds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so they were super cute and super fun. Like it was it was a lot of fun. They have start a company has. Re has started to remake them. You can <gasps> buy like I'm going to procure myself a pair of free. <laughs> God bless you. Thank they you. have unicorn on them. <laughs> But they've got like a bunch of different options. So you can still purchase Freaky Freezies. Gloves. I will absolutely be purchasing. They have like a strong Care Bear aesthetic. Very, thank you. Yes. Like they weren't Care Bears, but it has a very strong Care Bear aesthetic.
0: That is correct. Oh my gosh. Like the image on their stomach is basically a little image on the back your- of the Freaky Freezy. And I remember running out in the snow, and the first thing I would do is put snow on top of my hand to make the image appear. Mm hmm. Immediately. Thank um, you for that so anyway. memory. Yeah,
1: man. I, I, I miss the 80s and 90s. Well, We had some good stuff. I wish I kept it all. It's coming back. Lisa Frank, Trapper Keepers are back. The world oh is our oyster. God. Did you? Okay. Tea for time. I saw a TikTok that apparently Lisa Frank is now in the cookie business because they are making like um, – like slice and bake cookies they might already even be pre-sliced where you just like break them apart and put them in the oven that have lisa frank rainbows on, or unicorns on them um well that's incredible i believe they're at target i have not been yet but i'm gonna be high in myself to target this week to look for lisa frank the worst I, thing i, I ever did was right get right rid now. of my lisa frank trapper keeper like it's the worst thing i ever did if you are a youth right now, like, if you are under 15, let's say, and listening to this, don't let your mom get rid of any of your stuff. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, moms. I'm not helping. But <laughs> uh. but don't get rid of it because it will be cool in 20 years. It, w- and you, it will. You're, you're going to wish you had it. Like, freaky, freezy gloves and your trapper keeper and
0: your Care Bear. I still have my Care Bear. All right, this concludes the 80s nostalgia portion of the podcast. Must it? I'm, I'm in it now. Like, I am in it. I'm like, Ugh. what can I do with my glow worm? Well, why don't we feel nostalgic <laughs> about Nancy Drew and the mystery at the ski jump? Oh, um, all right, sorry. Kelly, let's yes, discuss. <laughs> I didn't know what we were doing. Sorry. That was a really dramatic pause. I'm so sorry it I did that to you. Let's discuss our favorite parts of this book. And guess what? I'm going to go first. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Can we discuss the impromptu ice skating? Yes. So here's how this went down, because I glossed over this in the super fast plot overview. Nancy is on a quote unquote not date. Collision with... path to disaster. But yes. That <laughs> would have been a better title for this book. <laughs> Nancy is hanging out with this guy. His name is Chuck. Chuck Wilson, in fact. Chuck is a really good skier. Like, ski instructor. Like, Olympic. Olympic Olympic-level skier. He's also a really good Olympic-level, like, pairs figure skating dude. Of course he is. So she meets him for reasons that don't matter. They are (laughs) out at a dinner where an orchestra is playing they dance around the floor and he is lifting her as if they were ice skating which I want to come back to that so but go go on oh we can pause there because I will say the illustration of that moment in the book is chef's kiss it was
1: but also I was like Nancy blink twice if you're not okay like she looked terrified and annoyed that he was like performing full like lifts with her in the middle of the dance floor. it
0: was very like dirty dancing
1: yes and she but like in the
0: image she did not look into it no 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 she did not so fast forward a day or two chuck and nancy are now at an ice skating event as Mm -hmm. one does at an arena and over the loudspeaker someone says and next in the pairs competition is Big Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, oh my gosh, I bet that's Mitzi, the famous ice skater who stole my driver's license and is perpetrating this fur hoax and masquerading as me. I'm going to go try to get her. And for some reason- Because obviously Like that's the the natural assumption. Yeah. And so for some reason, the way that this plays out is Nancy goes running down to backstage. She's like, I'm Nancy Drew. She borrows a pair of skates and an ice skating shindig. Shindig? That's a, a, yeah, an ice skating suit. Thank you. (laughs) She gets ready in no time, which we know about her. She's very good at a quick change. Listen,
1: they were making quick changes throughout this book. Like, every time they had to quickly run after someone,
0: they first change outfits. Every single time. Fair point. Go on. Then, and she looks at Chuck and she's like, we did a pretty good job dancing the other night, right? And she's like, he's like, yeah, we did. And she's like, let's do a pair's figure skating number. <laughs> and I'm going to, because I'll be on the ice, I'll better be able to see the crowd and see if anyone's trying uh-huh. to get away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I'm going to just like look out into the crowd. While I do what, like,
0: Hitch- triple axel. thumbs
1: behind you? Triple yeah. axel with a double sow cow. <laughs> wow, you went Oxana Bayul and I went baby at the first ballroom event
0: (laughs) I love ice skating so much I will watch it all day long so Chuck's like let's do it they go out on the ice and execute a flawless pairs ice skating number Mm -hmm. with no practice it is improvised the applause is thunderous if it was the Olympics she probably would have gotten a gold medal like yeah, even even her father is like, I didn't know, know she knew how to skate that well. I know. His direct quote was, I guess Nancy's a better figure skater than she is a skier. And I'm like, which, what? Harsh, Carson. Like,
1: <sighs> you you live in landlocked River Heights. Like, she has to go to Canada to
0: ski. Were, I know. Were you trying to create an Olympic-ready champion here? I don't think so. Also, she's been busy tap dancing and flower arranging and solving mysteries for the U.S. government. Thank you. And I don't know, solving your mysteries, Carson. Yes. Running his law firm for him, effectively. Thank you. Um, Anyway, this is what prompted. I'm salty. Go on. The opening thought to ponder, a.k.a. theater trauma. Like, I just would never inject myself willingly into that situation. Like, I'm going to voluntarily go perform with no preparation. Absolutely not. In a medium that I am not even comfortable with. (laughs) No
1: like if I were this is why I'm not a super detective right like I'm not a not a girl detective extraordinaire but like if I had been in the stands and I had heard that Nancy Drew was going to be figure skating I would have convinced myself that there was another person named Nancy Drew in Canada and I would have stayed in my seat and ordered another slushie and gone on with my night like what is she doing?
0: Also I might argue that your nosebleed seats at to the top of the arena might be a better place to scout out the crowd <laughs> than from the ice while you're swirling around at one bazillion like, miles per does hour. Does no
1: one know how spotlights work?
0: Oh, they don't. They,
1: they don't. They put, they put that light right in your spot. Oh, they in do. In your eyes, people. Can't, you can't see the thing. Can't see. You're certainly not going to ID a perp with a spotlight in your eyes. No I can way. promise you that.
0: No way. Anyway. <sighs> Sorry, I have belabored this ice this no, ice dancing fiasco, it but it really stressed a standout me out. Moment, this book, yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite part you'd like to speak about? I mean, sure.
1: <laughs> if like needs must, um, well, let's talk about Chuck Wilson. Oh, I okay? would love to talk about Chuck Wilson. Okay, so Chuck Wilson, I I am not. I want to be clear. I am not saying that I like Chuck better than Ned, or that we either. We even need to have a decision between the two of them. Okay. I, yeah, like, I agree. It's it's kind of neither here nor there. Peas but and I carrots. I will say, peas and carrots. Right. We don't have to have either of them. Let's be honest. Correct. So, <clears throat> however, I will say that I did enjoy some of Chuck's turns of phrase. So at one point. I, I guess we're supposed to assume that Chuck has spent some time among the French speakers in uh, Montreal.
0: Très
1: Oui. Because at one point he says to Nancy, you need more of what the French call abandon.
0: <laughs> that was my favorite line of the entire book.
1: <laughs> and she's like, what does that mean? And also, he's like, I don't no know. One Be carefree.
0: Has, no one has more abandon than Nancy Drew chuck no
1: nancy literally is like hold my beer and running after criminals every 30 seconds in this book like she's got plenty of abandoned chuck keep your eyes on your own page <laughs> <laughs> perfectly stated um however i will also say that i enjoyed chuck being we'll call it a foil to ned mm. okay so here we have a different guy who is clearly into nancy he like Waste no time. He asks her out immediately. Then he asks her to, like, convince her dad to stay in town for another couple of days so we can see her again. Like, and then, you know, fate continues to throw them together. Right. So she continues to have a Chuck in her life for a while. Um, (laughs) But I will say that I enjoyed that Nancy is actively and intentionally messing with Ned. Oh, yeah. With Chuck as her tool. Of choice. Like, she even says it at one point. Like, let's just see what happens. And then she, like, intentionally messes with Ned. She and um, Ned have a
0: dinner date and she's, like, with a twinkle in her eye, I think yeah. is a direct quote. Let's see if Chuck wants to join.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she bad. Like Loved it. She, and it, um, Bess at one point gets mad at her and is like, who's this Chuck guy? And then goes, if you break Ned's heart, Nancy Drew... And then there's some kind of best related threat that I can't remember. I think like, Nancy shrugged in response to yeah. that. She's <laughs> like, "Whatevs," um, which made me some love kind her of mean girls more. quote. Exactly. Um, however, I will say that I think like neither Ned nor Chuck is like amazing in this book. However, we do get a moment where Ned and Chuck are both paired up looking for kidnap Nancy Drew, and chuck says she must have given up the search she must be back at the hotel let's go look for her there and ned says no way nancy would never give up she's still out here we need to keep looking for her
0: yes because ned knows her and chuck is a little bit of what one might say he's he's a little bit all hat and no cattle i think that's an expression
1: that's a really nice way to say like steeped with patriarchy yes
0: he he uh it was just like, oh, this seems hard. He's a little big for his ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> over his skis, perhaps. A little over
1: his skis. <laughs> oh, oh, this is my oh, finest hour. It's all I, happening. I've oh, done it. it's really happening, guys. <laughs> Woo. And good night. We're done.
0: You're right, though. Ned is like, he's the one who knows her and cares about he her. He knows her.
1: But he's... he then immediately goes like, yeah, Chuck, maybe you're right. Let's go look at the hotel. He's easily talked out of his own best instinct. Let's, let's but, grab a beer, bud. Yeah, whatever. So, I mean, I guess Chuck. Chuck was
0: interesting. He was interesting. I'm trying to
1: be enthusiastic. I'm struggling.
0: Okay, well, let me give you a couple other little feathers yeah, to me, add to the cap of this book. All right. John Horn. Totally unnecessary character. John well, Horn. He, I wouldn't Okay. He's not unnecessary. Up, Buttercup. But it makes no sense that this man exists in the world of this book. However, he is this like elderly fur trapper, lumberjack Canadian, who is really good at trekking through metric boatloads of snow. Um, Mm -hmm. He also speaks like Yosemite Sam. He does speak like Yosemite Sam. He says like them Their varmints. a lot of varmints. Yeah, Yeah,
1: there's a lot of varmints. I wrote down some John Horn words. He snowshoes in from the train because he doesn't want to ride in a car.
0: Oh yes, he refused to um, ri- refuses to ride in a vehicle and snowshoes everywhere. Yeah, there's a nursery in there, all one word.
1: So he's a. But he, but he does a know dude. a lot about probate in his defense. So. <laughs> <He does. laughs> Just saying. <laughs>
0: so I don't really want to talk about John Horn so much as the fact that at one point in this book, the cutest thing I've ever heard of happens. He tries to give Nancy his baby pet mink. Yes. Arabella. He has a three-month-old baby mink in his pocket that he has fallen in love with. He's like, she's so cute and I love her. Her name's Arabella. Nancy, I want to give this to you as a gift. At which point he fumbles Arabella. (laughs) She falls to the floor at Nancy's house. Hannah Gruen has a heart attack. Togo goes insane. Chaos unfurls. Everyone's chasing this baby mink around the house and Nancy's like, you should probably keep Arabella, John You know John what, Hart. John?
1: Nice gesture,
0: but I'm going to insist you take this mink out of the house. Which, like, okay, I didn't Google this, but I have to imagine a baby mink is pretty cute. That said, I don't know that if you put a mink in front of me right now, I would know what it was. <laughs> I think I was picturing...
1: What are the other things that look like minks? The little, um... um Weasels. I'm uh, picturing a weasel. I Like something in that family. Yes, yeah, so I was picturing yeah.
0: like a small beaver.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not picturing a beaver. I'm picturing a weasel or like, a, I mean, to be fair, what I'm picturing is a weasel out of Looney
0: Tunes. So it's probably different than that. What's the, a ferret is what I'm thinking. of. Yes, that's the one. And you are yeah. exactly correct. I just Googled baby Mink and it looks exactly like a ferret. I, d-
1: I mean, are they like, the same? I don't think so. Maybe they're, maybe they're like second cousins twice removed. They're, I don't they're, know. I have no idea about minx and ferrets. They're pretty cute.
0: I'm looking at them right I, now.
1: I am choosing to believe that John Horn loves Arabella and is going to keep her as a pet
0: forever. Yes, however. She doesn't
1: eventually wind up being
0: someone's coat. This episode is not brought to you by PETA. It is not. Oh, actually, it this episode not. could be, but this book is not. Because I'm, like, also 100% sure that you should not be keeping a baby mink as a pet. However, I'm suspending my disbelief in the fact that I thought it was very sweet that he loved this little baby animal and was, like, carrying her around in his pocket, ratatouille style. <laughs> Just <laughs> underneath his fur
1: trapper hat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, there there are a couple of things that I did enjoy, and I'll tell you quickly. I'm so glad. Okay. The entire beginning of the book, and let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, we have a criminal who we find out later to be Mitzi, which, great criminal name, by the way. Sorry so if your name's Mitzi, or if you just named your baby Mitzi. We've had that a couple why of times. Why would you be but,
0: sorry for that? That's the dopest name ever. I mean...
1: Because I just said it was a criminal name, oh, but like it's I a see. great name for a criminal. I'm not saying if your name is Mitzi, you must be a criminal. I, I don't want to yes. shoehorn anyone that way. But um, Mitzi the criminal does have blue black hair, which
0: like me, I for know all of what college. they mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean, but like yes, you can picture it, right? Like yeah, okay. Um, she has like. An undiagnosed, never discussed again medical episode, I guess. <gasps> I and I forgot just about that. Takes off some lady's front porch in her car. Yes. And that's how this whole thing gets started because Nancy, I think, nearly gets run over.
0: Yeah, Nancy's just strolling down the road in River Heights. She sees a yeah. car careen off the road into the front of a home. Correct. And this lady. She almost gets
1: taken out during the portioning and. <laughs> That lady then, like while Nancy is trying to assist and aid, steals Nancy's driver's license.
0: That, but is she, correct, yeah. and she steals that woman's diamonds. Different, different lady. Oh, uh-huh.
1: so, but, but however, <laughs> is it point point remains. <laughs> She's bad. Um. So I, I mean, I kept waiting for this, like. Also, Mitzi, you're gonna have to pay the ten grand you owe Mrs. River Heights to put her porch back on her house. But no, that never comes back. That was right.
0: concerning to as a new homeowner, that
1: concerned yes, me as well.
0: Very concerning. Um Shortly
1: after this, Nance unbeknownst to Nancy, she does not have a driver's license anymore because Miss Mrs. Porchening has taken it with her. Yep. She goes on like essentially a i'm not gonna call it a high speed chase because i think it was just a like barely over the speed limit chase but she goes chasing after like who she thinks is mitzi yeah and finally she gets pulled over and karen as i'm reading this and this like police officer comes up to her window and asks her for id and is like you know chastising her for driving too fast literally the thought that goes through my head is Is this this guy's the first day? Is this guy's... Is this guy... Is this this guy's first day? Are you okay? Is this this guy's first day on the RHPD or something? I had the same reaction. I was like, do you not know who she is? Thank you. How? And come to find out, uh uh-huh. Like, he's a brand new little, like, just out of the academy, joined RHPD. Because when he hauls her into Captain McGinnis? McGinnis? McGinnis McG- yeah McGinnis Captain McGinnis is like one of us
0: and it was so validating Karen I I just wanted to be like young deputy this is Nancy Drew book number 29 yeah catch up thank you but I like I was like can we
1: please have a don't you know who I am moment
0: I was having it for her I
1: completely Me too. agree yep, yep. um Anyway, so I enjoyed all of that. I enjoyed the portioning. I enjoyed I enjoyed meeting Officer Green behind the ears. <laughs> Wet behind the ears? Wet what, what yes. behind the ears. Wet
0: behind the ears, yes.
1: Officer Green. Green, Green yeah.
0: around the gills.
1: Thank you. I'm mixing my meta whozits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I had one last favorite part. Oh, tell me. I felt like Hannah and Bess were the real heroes of the story. Surprise, surprise. As always quickly stated exhibit A at the beginning of this book the leads have dried up early on and Hannah says these people are swindling old people go check the hospitals and nursing homes and you will find more people they have swindled and that absolutely is correct and that gets them immediately back on track thank you Hannah Gruen nice job Yes. exhibit B best Marvin Nancy is freezing to death literally in a cold cabin with a padlock on the door. And everybody, Chuck and Ned are like, oh, she'll come back eventually. Let's have a beer and go skiing, I guess. And they're like, (laughs) I have no idea where she could be. No one knows. And Bess goes, hello, we're here with this random fur trapper lumberjack from Canada who all he does is wander around in the snow. Let's consult him for assistance. And then guess what they do? And he's like instantaneously goes, I know exactly where she is. Yeah, and she's th- at that cabin. And they saved Nancy's life. So had they consulted yeah. Bess and John Horn two hours before, Nancy would not have even gone into hypothermic shock. So the moral of the story is always listen to Hannah and Bess. They are the best at the end. Solid advice. I've said I'm my I'm not piece. arguing. <laughs> I, think, I think that's very fair. Given that you are less than a huge fan of this book...
1: I'm becoming more of a fan as we talk about it. Oh, I love you. It sounds better now than what it was when I read it,
0: but anyway. <laughs> maybe, maybe I had a bad attitude. <laughs> I Listen, we all do from time to time. We have the winter, the winter blaws. I'm assuming you have, well, I was assuming you would have some It Would Have Been Awesome Ifs, and now I'm looking at this document that you put your notes in and you have several It Would Have Been Awesome Ifs. So... Please tell us how to repair this book.
1: (laughs) I mean, it would have been awesome if it was just all different. Like, (laughs) so I am not a miracle worker, but like we needed to like tighten it up, you know. But I will tell you some specific things that I I wish that would have been added to my cut. Okay. Okay. So do you remember how at one point Nancy tracks Mitzi down via an old film producer? Yes. So during that conversation, she finds out that Mitzi stole all of these valuable costumes from the movie set. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, And then it just disappeared. Like, we never heard from it again. It was just, like, a point to make that, like, Mitzi's been doing bad things for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, But normally these loose ends get perfectly tied up in Nancy Drew books. And I think it would have been awesome if when Mitzi was arrested, she's dressed getting ready to take the ice for a skating competition, like mm-hmm. under the alias Nancy Drew. And Nancy is like, before you take her away, check the tags in her skating costume. And it says like, property of producer in it. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. And then they add like another 20 years to her sentence. I don't know that you get 20 years for stealing an ice skating tutu, but I'm with you. Okay. One year. Done. Done. Or, like, Nancy gets an
1: additional prize because of it. Like, the producer yeah. gives her the costume, and then she gets to, like, wear that costume the next time she goes on a date with one of the two dudes. She gets
0: to ice skate live on public national access television. television. <laughs> yes,
1: wearing the stolen costume. I'm in
0: it. Um, I'm, I'm here.
1: Yes. Okay, next. Wouldn't it have been awesome if Aunt Eloise and John Horn fall in love? mm mm-hmm. And they Hmm. begin a romance where they only see each other once a year when Eloise goes to her cabin in the Adirondacks. But then, like, 20 years nigh, Eloise becomes very ill. And John finally, like, snowshoes into New York City (laughs) to nurse her back to health. And after that, they never leave each other's sides. And they split their time between New York City and, like, under a pine tree.
0: In the woods. This would be such a good rom-com because he would be such like a bumbling, like, it would be like a Kate and Leopold situation with him in New York City. Like, what's this subway? (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. Love it. Yes,
0: I love that. Okay, great. Um, I'll start working on that. Change accepted.
1: And let's see. Wouldn't it have been awesome if they made Bert go pick up the food he forgot to get?
0: Oh, yeah. So Bert is responsible for the food for this trip. I've been on some Mm -hmm. camping trips like this where everyone is supposed to be responsible for a meal and someone drops the ball. Bert drops the ball on all of the food for the entire trip. And then Mm -hmm. they just are subjected to a one-week trip of eating tinned beans.
1: (laughs) That was my favorite line in the book. Aside from happy sleuthing, my favorite line was... (laughs) When Bert forgets all the food. Hold and they're it. like, oh, well. And rather than, like, making him get back in the car and drive five miles back out to the store to pick it up. And Eloise is like, no problem. I've got cans of beans in the pantry. And Beth says, beans. Oh, welcome word. <laughs> it's like, Girl. We, we are getting Shakespearean about some beans.
0: That is... Hard times when you're that excited for a half a can of bushes.
1: <laughs>
0: Yum. Okay, last thought. We had this whole very interesting thing
1: at the beginning with Mitzi stealing Nancy's identity. And mm-hmm. it's like a big thing for like
0: the first 60 pages of the book or so. Yeah, I dude. that number up. If but I, it's I lose like my driver's license, you better believe everyone I know about is going to hear about it at least 75 times. Correct. So... I feel like they should have maintained this element all the way
1: through, right up until the end. So, wouldn't it have been awesome if, when the state police finally catch the bad guys, that Mitzi leans into this con and claims to be Nancy Drew, Mm. and that the real Nancy Drew is impersonating her. Mm. So, like, we have a, like, no, I'm the real Nancy. No, I'm the real Nancy. And so, and then, like, Bert and Dave are saying, no, this is Nancy, but... Mitzi's guys are saying no this is Nancy so like when you're in a like pre-digital age era how do you actually confirm someone's identity in the midst of an identity theft like, like solve right? this
0: solve this crime find a clue I don't know Thank how do you prove Karen. that Nancy is Nancy
1: yes so in the world of in the world of reality probably not this but in the world of Nancy Drew one of the cops would go I remember reading about Nancy Drew when I worked in River Heights and Nancy Drew can do a triple sow cow and like I don't know like he, he knows something that she can do like and no one know, else can. We're going to we're going to plan a clue where like she can solve a Rubik's cube in 30 seconds or something and then they have to like both do it and whoever whoever can solve the Rubik's cube in 30 seconds is the real Nancy Drew. I And love the other one goes it. to prison
0: gosh it's kind of like a uh, squid games <laughs> oh a little bit okay
1: that concludes my suggestions did you have a suggestion
0: i didn't have suggestions but i did add three things to nancy's resume oh i knew you would let me have them unsurprisingly kelly i added that nancy is a phenomenal ice skater the best and improv artist apparently yeah with no fear i added that she is and I say this tongue-in-cheek, not a very good skier. (laughs) Largely related to the comment that Carson made, but I think in the context of this book, Nancy not being a good skier, quote-unquote, probably means she's not, like, going to the Olympics, but she's probably still a million times better than literally every other person on the ski slope.
1: Correct. Like, I have never once been skiing because I'm like, well, that's just how I break my legs. Oh, same. Like, immediately um but she knows all the words she that makes me think she's probably a pretty good skier i didn't learn the word slalom until i was in my 20s and it was in a new york times crossword puzzle and it was like that's not a real word
0: that's a great place to learn
1: it though yeah um agreed though i think nancy's a very good skier she's doing
0: like moguls and stuff she's leaping from great heights she is leaping over fallen snow bunnies in fact yeah i would have just run that snow bunny over my last comment about nancy's resume so this is more about her sleuth kit Mm. we learned in this book that she travels with emergency candy bars in case you get stuck somewhere she does i like to think this was a clap back to the first book the secret in the old clock you may recall okay. that she gets locked in a closet for about seven minutes and is like i'm going to starve to death i do recall that, that was a hallmark of our first episode mm-hmm. and yeah. she just was envisioning her starving to death and in this book she's worried that she and ned are going to get lost in the snow and she's like don't worry i have emergency candy bars for just yeah. this situation and i was like brilliant and ned's
1: like i wasn't worried about starving to death i was worried about the two below zero cold but Great. Uh, I'll take the Hershey's. Snap into a Snickers. Thin Mint
0: Snickers. <laughs> oh, wait. It's, it's snap into a Slim Jim. Anyway, you know what a I mean. Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I would. No, also, I do know what you mean. Should, we should
1: make a Nancy Drew toolkit. Flashlight, Snickers. Flashlight, optional flashlight. Twix. If we're, yeah.
0: You got to have the, the. Batteries for the flashlight piece of paper and a piece of charcoal to take a rubbing of a footprint
1: true a footprint or like uh you know like the tombstone the the the, the piece of paper that like the was underneath the one they wrote the note on
0: yes yes a -hmm. a soft leaded graphite pencil will do the trick for that (laughs) oh my
1: so karen i do have one open question at the end of all of this
0: please ask me and i will answer it i won't i'll
1: try that okay how do we feel about ned after this book (sighs) i'll contextualize on the one hand the deer head which i spelled incorrectly in this i'm seeing now the deer head with two e's oh the head of the deer correct what did you think i was saying
0: like i thought you were calling him a Oh, what a deer head. Like a term of endearment. What a weird say to, thing to say. I, I agreed. I was like, that's super weird that she wrote that. <laughs> that's the how you he spelled it, though. <laughs> the, you're right. The head of
1: the live venison. The
0: taxidermy deer. deer
1: head. The taxidermy deer head <laughs> is giving red flags, for sure. Like, the, it's, it's not so much that he wants it, although that, but it's kind of the way he says it. Like... He's really jazzed to put this deer head up on his front wall. Yes. On the other hand, he knew Nancy would never give up and go back to the hotel. Like, he knows her better than Chuck. But then Chuck is, like, he's, like, a man of action, and he's, like, pursuing her in kind of, like, a, an acceptably romantic way. And he's also a really good skier and ice skater. And he can pick her up on the dance floor. So these are all positive attributes, too. So I'm not actually asking about Chuck. I'm asking, how do we feel about Ned? Deeply, Deeply disinterested. Yeah. I just, I can don't. throw him back and get a different one? Yeah, I just
0: I want Nancy to find somebody a little more edgy. Oh, so you want, like.
1: You want, like, Jesse on Gilmore Girls.
0: Exactly.
1: And we're still working with Dean. That is perfectly stated. Like, I want... Jess, not Jesse, Jess.
0: I want a dude with, like, full sleeves in the 1950s with his rolled-up-sleeved white t-shirt and a motorcycle to, like, take Nancy to a poetry slam. I think... I'm I'm sick of Nancy going to football games with Ned like he's boring
1: I agree agree. all right good talk anyway I'm 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 into it (laughs) I don't I don't think Carson's gonna
0: go for the man you just described but well Nancy's her own woman I okay I don't have an open question but I do have a business venture to propose Ooh, yes I'm in How awesome would it be if there was a cooking show that was the official Hannah Gruen and Best Marvin cooking show?
1: Oh, my God. It would be amazing. (laughs) It would be amazing. Like, I can
0: fully picture it. Yes. Coming to you live from River Heights Public Access TV. Oh, my gosh, Karen. I love it so much. I did just read Lessons in Chemistry, which if you've read that book, book you'll know why this is related to what I'm talking about. But, like, I I think – I just love Hannah and Bess, and I think they should have a cooking show, and it would be amazing. It would be. There would be, like,
1: a mentor-mentee element. Ugh. Bless.
0: Ugh. Well, Karen, are we going to rate this book? We should rate it, and I have decided that this week, Kelly, we are rating The Mystery of the Ski Jump out of a 12 possible taxidermied deer heads. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please rate this book, and I'm scared for your rating because you did not like it.
1: (laughs) Um... I gave it a really optimistic 6 out of 12 taxidermy deer heads. Ooh. Okay. Say more. Um, minus 10 for being confusing and boring at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 2 for the ice skating competition. Mm-hmm. Plus 2 for my made-up John Eloise romance. You can't give it points for something that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it did in my head. Um... Minus two for George being the biggest killjoy of all time. Fair. Plus two for George for Best being a sweet baby wangle. Also approved. I think that adds up to six. I didn't do the math, but I trust you. Two plus four plus six <laughs> minus two. Yeah, that's six. Okay, six. What did you? What do you give it?
0: <laughs> you know, mine's not great either. I give Why don't
1: we rate this out of twelve? I, I don't remember. Okay. What, sorry, would you give it? I gave it a nine out of twelve.
0: Taxidermy deer oh, goods,
1: Karen. You're much more generous than me.
0: I love that. Though. I loved the ice skating competition. I loved the use of a snowman as a contraband drop point. I thought that was that was good genius. Yes. I was super into the lumberjack carrying around a little baby mink named Arabella in his coat pocket. Yep. I removed three deer for the heart attack that I had when Nancy had to go on stage unprepared in front of an audience that's fair thank you well that brings us to our finale kelly what are we reading next week karen
1: we are reading nancy drew number 30 crazy craziness uh which is the clue of the velvet mask which is i don't remember the book i think i've read it but it's one of the creepier covers
0: okay i haven't looked yet
1: i don't know yeah um So, Karen, we are 30 Nancys along on this journey. That's so wild to me. Yeah. Many more to go. (laughs) So. Number 30. Here we go.
0: Well, folks, please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend if you are so inclined. And remember, you can find us on Instagram at It's a Clue Podcast. And that is where you, too, can participate for fame and glory in the one sentence plot challenge every episode. And if you're so inclined, please consider becoming a
1: Helen Corning friend on Patreon, which is basically just a bestie of the show. We'll give you a shout out when you become a patron, and our patrons get to vote to select super sleuth titles. So you can find us on www.patreon.com slash it's a clue podcast.
0: Excellent. And dear sister, do not forget what we learned today in Nancy Drew and the mystery at the ski jump. What did we learn? I learned nothing. Oh, well, then you weren't paying close enough attention. Though the stock market is volatile, it's also not a great idea to keep all of your cash and wealth in your nightstand or in the bottom sphere of a 12-foot snowman. Please consult your financial advisor. <laughs> the bottom sphere. That's what it is. Well, What else would you call it? The bottom orb? <laughs> the bottom third of a snowman?
1: Oh, it's the bottom oh, sphere. Gosh. That's that's perfect. Oh Well... With that, happy, happy sleeping. <laughs> it's a clue is hosted by Kelly Biscopink and Karen Farmer. Our logo is designed by Courtney Kyle. You can find her on social media at I Am Courtney Kyle. The It's a Clue theme song was written and recorded by Danny W. You can find her on Facebook at Danny W Music. Audio engineering is graciously done by our friend Mark Goodlow. えー<音楽>